outro us here. Intro. Intro us. I think Giuliani's going down. <laughs> I, Dude, I, he's, he's under criminal investigation right now. And uh, a federal probe is what I'm saying, right? A federal probe? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I guess his boys, his boys were arrested first. So the thing is, his guys are obviously indicted already, right? Or they're like... Yeah, they're, they're going to jail. They're, 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 going, they're going to jail. They're Those absolutely two guys. going to jail. These dudes had one-way tickets to fucking Frankfurt. And Giuliani was going to meet them there. I don't understand how. What is Giuliani doing with him? Like, Dude, what is, he's he's just been con literally conducting U.S. foreign policy for for Trump. He's been trying to fucking uh, take down take down Biden since <laughs> since day one. Apparently, I was just read I was reading this shit and it was uh, it seems like these dudes are just literally funneling Ukrainian money into Trump Trump's campaign. He, they paid off some. They paid off like a senator. They've contributed to Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr. Who's the, what's the Justice Department? The AG. Yeah, right? Or Anthony Barr. Yeah, something about William Barr. William Barr. William yeah. Barr. Anthony Barr is, I think, a senator. I think they're, they might even be related. Hold on. Let me. But I think, I think they contributed Ukrainian money to both of these dudes. Fun, you know, funneling it in. Funneling it in. And what's the what's the crime? Is that a, is that the crime? It's absolutely a crime. Yes. I don't funnel, know. It's a, it's it's the same crime that Trump committed. It's just funneling so foreign more, money into an in, into a domestic election. Yeah. Um, what's the latest on the on the uh, on the house? Like, what's the house doing? Anything? Anthony Barr is a foot, is a linebacker. <laughs> For the, Anthony, Bar, Anthony Barr plays for the Vikings. Oh, okay, that's, that's yeah. He's not involved. He's not Clear involved. his name. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony not. Barr is probably involved. <laughs> this, this is honestly the most insane political thing I've ever seen in my life, and, and probably ever will. This is going to be in history books, and I think there's like well, Julie, six people that are going down. Rick Perry's testifying soon. This I, poor saw that. I saw dude. that Rick Perry's. Like, yeah, this really, poor fucking he, like, dude. stumbled into it entirely. Yeah, it, just absolutely had wanted no part of this. Is just trying to sell molecules of freedom, and it, Trump is literally throwing him under the bus. Trying to just Trump's throw, Trump threw Giuliani under the bus today. Did you see? He was like, Did he's not really my lawyer. <laughs> he, he essentially abandoned him as a lawyer. Someone was like, is Giuliani still your lawyer while he's undergoing this criminal probe? And Trump was like, I don't know. You know, you'll have to talk to him. Like we'll see. Yeah, he is. And today he's tweeting. Giuliani's a little rough around the edges, but he's also a great guy, and wonderful lawyer. <laughs> Such a one-sided witch hunt. Deep state. Deep state. Deep I state. Back at it. So I, I actually was going. I went through um, oh. Ben Shapiro's oh, YouTube because I was like, I want to see what this guy's claiming. Like, what, like, what is this kind of like sphere of the, of the right? The last like, Ben Shapiro claiming. thing I saw was him threatening to shoot Beto O'Rourke if he came to his door and offered him some alter like. Ultimatum or something on guns? No, no, it wasn't about guns. It was literally it was about edu. It was uh, it was because Beto O'Rourke said he was going to uh, take away the non-taxable status of religious institutions that don't support gay marriage. Right. Yeah, and somehow that turned into uh, the left indoctrinating uh, Ben Shapiro's kids. <laughs> and so, if anyone from the government showed up to enforce their indoctrination, he would have no choice but to shoot them. <laughs> but anyway. But, well, you know, Ben Shapiro is Ben Shapiro, but I think you can make it. There's a, there's a. I'm not sure exactly what he said, so I won't defend exactly what he said. But you I think there's, a, there's, there's all, an argument against what what Beto Rourke just says, whatever you can say to like generate Beto headlines. Beto he's Rourke kind of a clown. Is, is a clown. He's, he's like he's lost for me. Camp. He's like lost his veneer. <laughs> I guess which is fine. I never should have had the, the gleam because he, he just says whatever. He, at one point, he was like, "This guy's cool." Do you think cool. he ever actually had principle, or was <laughs> no. he literally just not Ted Cruz? He's, yeah, yeah. And that's like honestly, like who Beto O'Rourke is. He was he, not. He's Ted kind of got the Joe Biden thing going for him, which is just like whatever is like kind of the. I'm sure like Joe Biden when he was younger it was just like he was like always like just regurgitating what was kind of percolating in the sphere, and that's how. And he had a good face, and was cool, and like had like seemed personable and connected with the people. That was kind he of thing. Ever, was he this pop like? Type of like Joe Biden? populist, yeah. Oh yeah, he started. He was always, he's always just been kind of like well like Joe, you know. It's just Uncle, Uncle I Joe. That, I didn't know if that started when he was in his fifties oh. and sixties, or if that started when he was like 
Yeah, I'm not sure exactly, but I, I kind of am painting this onto a bit of work where it's like, he, his, the vacuousness of his actual <laughs> ideology is so apparent. Yeah, yeah. Except, you know... That, except, except the guns. It's, it's, I think he really does, like, want he cares, to control. But, like, you know, I think he just, he just, he just said, oh, yeah, we're taking Ugalan to take. Is that your policy? It's like, ah, oh, yeah, we're taking it. That's just what he's doing. And now he's like... I think it's badass to, to in 2019, in the state of Texas, to say we're taking your guns. Well, it is. It's, it's badass. It's, it's also just, terrible politics. <laughs> you know, it's like he's not... You know, he had a chance to be politics. like... The Democrats had a chance to, like, win the Senate with him or win the governorship with him and... And it's gone, like you know, there and it's Democrats gone. Democrats don't want Congress. They, yeah, it's like no one Congress. cares about like you know like gaining control of the Senate. Like God forbid. Me. I'm gonna stand over here and, and spark. Yeah, let's do it over here, so you can hear. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think they had, a, you know, he almost beat Ted Cruz, and then there was another senator that was coming up for. Who's the other senator from Texas? I'm thinking. Obviously, it's Republican. Something about him retiring or stepping oh, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, and so there's another election coming up, and they're like, all right, we'll run again, and you'll win this time. Like, you're, nah. He's like, no, I'm running for president. Yeah. And also, yeah, I'm running on uh, take your guns away. It's like, sorry, but like that's not going to cut it in Texas. No. Maybe nationwide it might work. But but I feel like the Democratic candidates, and what for better or worse, like I think a lot of them are just doing the, like, in order to differentiate, we're going to pick, like, one lefty issue and, like, and really just, go like, all in. just ride that. Yeah. And I actually think it's very beneficial for the Democratic Party because as they flame out, their, like, message gets incorporated into the front runner. It, like, pushes, like, Elizabeth Warren to say some strong shit about gun control. Which is Bernie. It, it, I think, I don't know yeah. if it's good for the, you making the argument it's good for the Democratic Party. I'd say it's good for, like, the left wing of the Democratic Party, the leftists, left, you know, you yeah. know, the, the farther left, I would argue, I, I would, totally. Yeah. And if you, if insofar as you believe, I would say that's the, good for the, the Democratic newly Party. Forming, the newly forming Progressive Party. Yeah, it's good yeah. for the newly yeah. forming Progressive Party. Totally, I, it's definitely having that effect of moving the overall kind of consensus coalition I, to the left. I was saying, I, think, I mean, I, I think I, I was saying to Lauren, like, I think the Republican Party, like, Trump's going to just destroy some aspect of the Republican Party, the center is going to merge, and there's going to be like progressives and Democrats, and Democrats are the new like Republicans. That's probably going to happen in our lifetime. When yeah. we're like, yeah, when we're like 40 years from now, I, I'll, I'll put the claim out there now. Keep an eye out. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it'll there'll be a realignment for sure. But I can see the Republican Party absolutely self-combusting. It's dying off. The average, the median age is just like. Well, there's always every year. Is old people the older people die and guess what? There's more old people because the young people become old people and they start voting. But more we have a very interesting demographic right now with the millennials and the baby boomers, and so you have like a weird like demographic shape where like you have this huge old generation that is the Republican Party and is dying. Then you have this vacuum for like 20 years, and then you have this huge young generation of millennials that are all progressive. I know. During that think, 20 don't years, do you think there's like the boomers that are the boomers today that are conservative? By and large, and even when they're even when they're Democrats, they are more. They're probably the more conservative Democrats, um, versus like the new new age new age leftists. But don't you think there's a thing going on? It's just forget the politics, but it's like young people are progressive. Yeah. And then as they age, they become more conservative. Yeah, that's like and so that's like, a tale yes, of this time. Yes, but the millennials. Yes, the new gen generation. I'm saying it's unique from the, like we're in a moment that's unique from this that normal pattern. Yeah, from, I mean, from that normal. Pattern. I one of my deep philosophical beliefs is that this time is never different. <laughs> I don't know how you can say that when you look at like the acceleration of technology or you like look at the the difference between our generation and the previous one. I mean, of like, course, look a hundred years ago. Things certainly change. I, I, yeah, I think and they're changing change. faster than ever. Like the, it's an acceleration problem, not of like velocity problem. It's like the rate of change is also uh, changing. And you can see that in like the fact that we went from fucking TVs to iPhones in like 50 years. You know, I mean like it, we went from before that it was like Oh, so you said oh, like 150 years ago. This is a Joe Rogan point that I fucking love. A claim, on, a claim on technology? I'm making a claim on technology. He always says this, like 150 years ago if you wanted a picture of something you had to send someone there to draw it. Yeah. That's like the, well, the world we were living in. That's how all images of anything were displayed and shared. Like 200 years ago, someone had to literally draw a picture and then send it to you in the mail. That's the only way you could know what like- And the mail a, was like- Like an oak tree looked like. Like a curry. In Europe, yeah. yeah. 
That's the only way you could know what like a, a horse looked like, or like what a castle looked like. What, yeah. yeah. What anything, anything. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's, in, it's just incredible. And now we have the fucking everything. You know, I can just push a button and have an, a second pizza delivered here in sure. twenty minutes. But anyway, but the human, uh, the human nature, uh, I don't think is probably changing all that much. No, not at the same rate. So I, you human, know, the, but that's an interesting. My claim being like you know you know the the, the claim being that the conserve you know that the. Kind of psychological states that produce conservatism and probably like you know progressivism or liberalism. I don't. I think liberalism is more like a fine ideology than a psychological like reaction. But like, it's like the classic thing. My my I was told when it's like if you're if you're not a liberal when you're young, you have no yeah. heart. If you're not a conservative, you, know, you have no brain. Yeah. Which is kind of gets this idea Julius that Julius Caesar said that people. <laughs> People age and they become more conservative. Yeah, I think. And uh, I don't think that's going to change. So this uh, thing, it's like, old people want to die. I was like, well, I promise you, there's going to be more old people coming up the ranks. I think that's an outmoded way of, of looking at political identity because of the rate of change that we're seeing, like in society. I think that the type of like political mindset that is evolving in people now, as opposed to a hundred years ago, is one that appreciates change and recognizes that change will occur in their lifetimes. So I think great, that that's like, a great counterpoint to that. Great counterpoint. Sure. I, in San Francisco, this is just a tiny example, but I think it's relevant, and I think it probably will persist, this pattern, which is in San Francisco, uh, the landowners, the people who own the houses in San Francisco, are resistant to change in the way San Francisco uh, is built up, you know, so they're against rezoning for more density, for like yeah. turning single-family home neighborhoods, right. like the sure. famous single-family home neighborhoods of San Francisco, yeah. into getting redeveloped and turned into more like towers and stuff like that. Which I understand at Which some level, because totally it's, it's fucking dope. It's, it's, yeah, dope. Totally, but then that, all those, a lot of those people are people that were first generation, not first generation, but they were the people that came out to San Francisco in the 50s, the beat generation, the 60s, and like the the, you know, the, the hippie, psychedelic, you know, love generation. Yeah. Like, that's who that, those people all came out there young when the city was cheap and bought those homes and they live there now and they're old. And they're the conservative bulwark against what the young people want to do now, what the progressives want to do now, which We're is like, build. like, fuck your townhome. You know, fuck yeah. it, you know, they're like, fuck your townhome. What are you, you're like, you yeah. are the, you know, there's this one. You're the group. landed elite. You're the, yeah, land, the yeah. landed aristocracy. And they're still liberal. Francisco. Those people are still liberal. Like, yeah, I'm sure they yeah. throw them out. Let them but they, they're still voting Democratic. Like, that's why the city is still Democratic. But, like, and those nah, people they still, gotta go. but they are the conservative reaction. They are the, you know, so the political divide in that little dynamic right there is like, it's there. Yeah, I would just still say that, uh, I, so, would, I would still make the same claim because I wouldn't say that you would notice the effect of that internal political change uh, yet because I don't think that our, you know, again, the baby boomer generation, even the liberal baby boomer generation, lived through cultural shifts at the at the rate that, and they did live through insane cultural yeah, shifts, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't think they were at the rate and frequency that we've been living through. So that's to the point that when this conservative aged population does die off. I think the younger generation, I think maybe that affects- Structurally more liberal. I, I think, yes, A, structurally more liberal, but B, I think more comfortable with a changing culture and will ride that change a little more, more casually, like, casually without, without, yeah, being like, they're, they're just used to things changing more and more. And of course, there's still that. gonna be like a shift to more conservatives, and when I'm 70 years old, and some fucking 22-year-old's telling me, how to the run, how to yeah, they're telling me like what we need to do with our economy and shit. Like I'm gonna also, I'm gonna probably laugh know, in their face, laugh in their fucking face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I still will probably. I, I think this is an effect that's going to again continue to play out generation over generation. So the subsequent generation will probably stay progressive even longer. I think we're gonna. Just as our, we've embraced in our economic structure this idea of like creative destruction with like capital, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we're doing that same thing with culture right now, and it's just a, it's a slower macro process that's happening in the background. Oh yeah, and you're gonna see like, I totally you're gonna see new generations filter through ideologies at a much quicker rate to to take good ideas and discard bad ones, just like what you see happening in like the marketplace in like with competitive like. Businesses and shit. Yeah, I would, I would, I do think I get you. I, I, I do agree with that to some degree. I think the idea that like people are structurally more used to change and also like just structurally more liberal. Like for example, like this, you know, the millennials definitely are like way more like, you know, like the great example is like gay rights. 
Yeah, you exactly. Know, you know, that's like that, definitely something I was thinking That's like, about. you know, how quickly that changed yeah. in terms of public opinion. Like, that was like, you know, if you look at it, it's like something like 20 years or something, 30 years, it like went from basically a minority view to like, by and away, by far and away, the dominant view of like yeah. equal marriage rights and all yeah. that sort of thing. So that is happening. I, but what I think you're going to find is that this all, we all were talking about like the Republican Party imploding. The, the parties shift, the coalition shift, and like the last time I could, the, the obvious example is, is like the shift of like the Democratic Party being the kind of the conservative. Um, I love uh, that the baby is just fucking bumping through the window right now. I hope the mic is picking this up. It's a sonic weapon, the sonic weapon. Fuck yeah, I love this dude. He's literally rattling windows. Who is it? <laughs> Who is it? This isn't even the one I was describing. The one I was describing set up car alarms. This is probably the same dude, but he's working at a... Fuck What's amazing is that you're not even facing the street, dude. No. I'm like a block away from where he's <laughs> This is... He's, he's filling up blocks. <laughs> a wall of sound. It's just like riding through the streets right now. It's gonna stop soon. He only does this for minutes at a time because the cops are on their way. He might be. <laughs> oh my god. The cops are on their way. This will stop in like like a minute and a half. Is he parking that parking lot on there? Probably. Dude, it's kinda nice. You can have a huge block party with that thing. God, is that Usher? Oh no, but that was. <laughs> this is like some mix. What is this beat? <laughs> Anyways, I you know the party switch. Like there's like the you know uh, the way the you know way our politics is set up. Like there's always two parties, and each party ends up taking about 50 percent of the coalition, 50 percent of the vote. You know, it, it, it doesn't make sense to, to have a party that represents 70% of the country. Like, you would think it would, but parties are tenuous things to keep together. Like, coalitions are tenuous things to keep together. There's disagreements. And as it brings up a, a larger swath of the country, as you add more people into the coalition, the tensions become really difficult to main, like to back, smooth out and to, like, agree and to smooth out and agree on a candidate. And, like... So what happens is as you get a past 50% of the country, 60%, you know, it's like those tensions become impossible to manage. So there's like a, there's, that's the nature of coalition building, like over generations, yeah, generational 100%. coalition building, is yeah. that it always ends up balancing this country to be about 50%, because you need to, you need to have 51% basically to win the presidency, and the presidency from which all power in this country flows. So, sure, I think you, I, I would not be surprised if post-Trump, you get like a, kind of a, a decade of democratic dominance, kind of like how we had a decade or two decades of Republican dominance in this country, like, you know, post um, post Carter, right? You had, who'd you have? You had, uh, Reagan. You, had you had Reagan, and then you had H.W. Bush, and then you had Clinton, and then you had, you know, two years of, you know, um, and Clinton was fairly conservative, you know, as far as Democrats go, he's fairly conservative. Yeah. And then you Super had two years of George W. And then only recently has it, Kind of, it felt like the tide has switched, where the Democrats are ascended again, um, at least at a national level. So, what's going to happen? Conceivably, I think your point is that like the GOP coalition is fragmented. The kind of libertarian, kind of like free market yeah, side is totally like they got steamrolled. They got steamrolled. But also, the Democratic coalition is shifting. Like right, like yeah. the union, kind of blue collar union contingent. Yes, it's still there. Like Bernie Sanders is definitely like on that but like it seems to have partially shifted and that the republicans are taking up a much bigger swath of that now. i think they did but i think actually in this cycle you're seeing like unions and labor are coming back in like droves to the the left yeah I mean, and that, that's that, because that, the right has done exclusively like union busting for the last and bill clinton too like for the last like 40 years we've been in this like union busting atmosphere and the only unions that have like survived are like the ones that we've talked about that are just like the, as corrupt as the the industries that they work within. Oh yeah, and that's a whole. It's a whole other thing. thing. But, but I, I mean, we'll see. I, the base, I think that point of 
where does the blue collar vote go? And obviously it's gonna go both ways to some degree. The question is like on a, on a margin, on the margin of, there's the 10% that voted for Obama two times in a row and then switched over to Trump. I don't know that that you know, like, like, you know, I think that's with, a statistical, I think that's actually like, a, you know, that's the not fact like, of the matter is like, Trump won like one states that Obama won, yeah. but he did it with like a lower turnout than totally. Obama had. So like, I mean, so which, which, if the question is like, did he? I mean, did he how actually many win those, new votes, or did the Democrats just not turn up? Yeah, and I think there is evidence to suggest there were a bunch of people who voted for Obama who then did vote for Trump. Yeah, for sure, those people exist, and I think they make up a, a significant portion of the people in those swing states. Yeah. but I, I don't know the actual numbers. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, like, a, it's a heavily debated thing. I think, yeah. I think you know, you go you go read on, on the articles. You're, and, you're talking about. So I'm yeah. trying to say like, yeah. That that vote is a contested vote, right? Like yeah, that's for the, sure. And there's always there's always the questions of like, can you turn out your bases? And then there's like that contested blocks of voters that Trump is going to go after. He's going to go to Michigan and say like, you know, his I, I, the reason I think he won so many of those votes and was because he he was the first one to say like, why are we shipping jobs overseas? You know, anti-free trade. We're not you know anti-China. That that resonated so well, I think. It's the first time any politician had gone on stage and said that. Yeah. Hillary tried to say it, and she just sounded like flippy floppy, of course, because that's how Hillary is. But like, he came on hard and was like, "Free trade, stupid. You know, free trade deals, stupid. Yeah. Screw NAFTA. Like, China's taking our jobs. Fuck China. Like, and that resonated really. And then he then he failed to deliver. Totally failed. So you know, there's an opening for like obviously Bernie has that. I, and I think a lot but of your, you know, Bernie's not going to win the nomination. You know, my first, I'm presuming Bernie doesn't win the nomination. No, he, I don't think he will. He's too old. And he's, he's too old. And he's he's like, attack for God's sake. Yeah, dude, it's not a chance. He needs to it's, step down for his I don't know health. how it's not Warren. I think it's absolutely Warren. And she it totally seems that way right now. And I know that's going to, you know, that's That's scary. a long ways away. So maybe she'll stumble epically. She, yeah, she could. You know, Pocahontas 2.0, something like that. Anyone can eat shit. But what I, what it's nice It does though, seem like it's going to be Warren. And what's refreshing about her is she's coming out and saying, like, we're going to eliminate like big dollar donations uh, at the DNC when I'm elected. So when I'm in the general, we're not taking any, we're not doing any fundraising, big dollar fund fundraising from companies or mm -hmm. from like the the wealthy class that the liberals, you know, the DNC typically caters exclusively to. Instead, she's rejecting the the all of the traditional fundraising channels for the Democratic Party in favor of small dollar donations from the people. She is running as a, an economic populist in, totally. in, in a lot of ways. Totally. Where she's, you know, and she's not, she's not doing the, I'm going to give you a job and some bootstrap shit that Trump was doing, which is also effective, I think, for a working class person because yeah. they do want a job. Yeah. They don't give it, they don't, they're not looking for a handout. And so like you say, hey, I'm going to deliver some dope jobs to your neck of the woods. People vote for that. Elizabeth Warren's coming from like an opposite angle where she's like, no, I, you know what? No, no more health care bills. Right, yeah. like yeah, your taxes are going to go up a little bit, and you're not going to have you're not going to have any private insurance. You're no no copays, none of this shit. You're just going to go to the fucking doctor whenever you want. Yeah, right. And I'm also going to you know I'm going to wipe out your student loan debt, right? And I'm going to pay for uh, free education, free college edu education for some you know whatever at some universities, and I'm going to do all this by taking money from billionaires. Yeah, and I think like. That is a, a good message. That's a good and a that's, a, that's a winning message. Now, like the results of those sorts of policies and shit, that's where like half the country is gonna like rip their rip each other's throats out over the coming years, saying like this is gonna drive us, you know, whatever into the Great Depression. We're doing socialist type shit, or yeah. alternatively, no, we're building a utopia where like everyone there's no more income <laughs> yeah. inequality. Yeah, we're gonna see that battle and that argument over the next four years, and I think progressives have a like. There was a need for authenticity in the political space, and I think that the political class that's in there right now, Democrat and Republican, are looking at what's coming, and they don't know what to fucking do. Republicans don't know what to do with this fucking Trump situation, and Democrats don't know what to do with this rising, again, millennial generation that is saying, like, no, actually, we can draw two, a line through two points and see, like, this is basic corruption and you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Or, like, the, I feel like the younger generation is taking all of the sort of traditional corruption that people have like talked around and they're putting a light on it and being like, um, yo, this Hunter Biden situation's a little fucked up. I can say that and this other corrupt thing's fucked up, right? And yeah. I think like, I'm excited to see if some of this anti-corruption shit actually, like when the ink dries, if she's president or whoever's running on the left, and maybe it's not this cycle, maybe it's just like this is two or three cycles down the line, but I do see like, 
a more democratized. It seems like we're getting our democracy back in some ways. It seems like the public is is actually like having an influence on politicians again for the first time in like 50 years. And even since though we like FDR, is that like what you place? No, I'm, no, I'm thinking more of just like since the honestly since like the Reagan through uh, Bush and through Obama years of like all the way up to Citizens United, all of the companies and lobbyists like the political corruption that is like sort of developed in DC and in the Beltway is like disgusting, you know, yeah. disgusting and historic for our country. It's a, at historic levels. And the populace, the public, the people who are actually supposed to be getting something out of this government thing, they've been they've been fucking waiting their turn, trying to be heard. They haven't been and they finally like that that rage has boiled up first into Trump and now into like, you know, maybe more positive versions on the left. And maybe there is a place for like the, the libertarians to like rise in this new ecosystem too. I think there is. The libertarians are kooky, they're never gonna make it. There's, I don't know, dude. I think Ron Paul, like he had something in those primaries. I mean, the, 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 that shit's still the, latent the, in the country. The, that freedom and individualism is still like a latent cultural thing that yeah. a lot of people feel, and someone can tap into that side of the of a latent like, you know, core American ideal, just like the left is trying to do with like the inequality and. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you're right. I I think you. I mean, obviously, you have a lot of faith. You have way more faith in the. Um, in the uh, effectiveness of that campaign's message, uh, and also on, on the ability of, of, I guess, probably, I guess, Warren to deliver that message. Yeah, she seems competent. She and seems she's she, she's like, run an amazing race so far. You know, she's been disciplined and authentic. Authentic. Like, yeah, you know, but like, we'll, you know, Bernie is Bernie. Bernie had Bernie got a lot of people on into his coalition that were like that were not. Traditional Democratic voters, or like you know, maybe yeah. weren't going to vote at all, or the truth to power shit is real, man. And, There's and a Bernie, like, for it. and Bernie, and and I think mostly it was because of Bernie's personality. Him, yes, the the ideas were there. Yes, the progressive like economic populism thing that you've talked about. But Bernie had, I, you know, we'll see if Elizabeth Warren can replicate that all level of authenticity. I think she will struggle to. She light years better than Hillary. Yeah, light years. Yeah, um, yeah. but she but has still like a career can, like policy wonk. Totally, and, and career policy wonk, and like we'll see when it comes to like the to the, the general if she's taking money from the big corporations or not from the yeah. from the for the big yeah. Democratic Party finance. You know the you know there's some big money on the Democratic side of the rich people. The rich yeah. people on the Democratic Party too, and yeah. and they finance that party, and we'll Traditionally, see. Traditionally, that's been the and I you know I I read a part of, I read a article recently of how. Um, you know, she has done a very explicit job of like under the radar, kind of still reaching out and like sending feelers. Elizabeth to like, Warren. Yeah, to the institutional like framework of the DNC. Yeah. To make sure that they're not resistant. To make sure that like she's not going to get boxed in like Bernie got boxed in. Which is insane that this is like something that so a she's playing. She's, needs to she's, do. she's going. It's insane. This shows you how broken it is that she has to do something yeah. like that. Well, I don't know if it's broken. That's his. That's his politics. Didn't used to be that way. They didn't. The DNC and RNC didn't control the fucking politicians with like a top-down authoritarian. I think. I think, it, all I, I think it probably was. It was used to be way more. I mean, it used to be like it used to be way more democratic. You used to have way more bipartisan yeah, legislation. Wanted. You used to have more sure. debate. Wait, 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 wait. More bipartisan legis legislation. I would agree. Uh, more debate. Yes, I would agree on the Senate houses. But we're talking about the degree to which the parties control the process. Institutional parties control the process. It used to be. Like smoke filled room, like that was the yeah. classic. Like yeah, that's fair. that's like historically, I think, and yeah, I think we're kind fair. of like it's it's been a continuous arc of increased democratic participation. Yeah, and yes, the party still holds, you know, but it's like it's the, the fact the that we're, corruption the, is is far higher, and those are the very institutions the, the dollars that associated with it. From, yeah, right. Like the DNC is essentially the like engine you know, what's happen of that corruption, the political corruption in DC, just like the RNC are. Those are like the fucking mills that just like take in dollars and distribute them to people who are all, who are going to like resonate with those corporate interests message, yeah. right? And just like vote on and you know legislate yeah. based on the the, mm -hmm. the bribes that they're receiving. I'm curious to see if you know the, the, right. I think right now Bernie is that you know let's say he's at twenty percent and then. 
Biden and Warren are both like 25% right now. Most of the polls basically Biden and Warren are like neck and neck, or Biden's just. I think Elizabeth Warren took the lead like a week or two ago. Yeah, or she was just behind for a while. Now she looks she's like she, she might be just ahead she's of the official yeah. frontrunner. And then Biden's right there. and uh, Biden's and him, coming, dropping off a cliff. He's dropping, you know, he's, I don't know about a cliff yet, but yeah, he certainly seems to be flagging, which makes sense given the fucking shit show. Uh, and Bernie, you know. And he's still holding on to his core, but he doesn't seem to have much upward movement available. No. So the question is, can all those voters... Andrew Yang, don't forget about him. He's still fucking climbing. He's cli- he's there. He's Which right. is crazy. He's climbing with, like, no infrastructure. Yeah. And he's, like, in the top eight. He's, like, a... Oh. No- he was just a he's fucking... Like, I, think after, I think after those big three, it's him... It's after that big three, the next three are Buttigieg, Harris, and Yang. I think Harris is just not long for this world. Yeah, I, like, it's just it's <laughs> which I, I kind of love. Yeah. And there was one point where I was like on the I was like kind of like man, truth to power, people don't want the establishment right yeah. now. Yeah, and people she are trying totally to is. it down still. I mean, Tulsi, I love Tulsi Gabbard so much. I wish she she's still going. She's still going, but she's never really gotten a big. She could see a late boost. She could see a late boost, especially when some of the like when if Biden goes down, like, goes down, and she like because she kind of has like there. a centrist. She has a little bit more of a centrist. She's got like a strong core. It's just a very small core. Yeah, my parents love Tulsi Gabbard. I, well, she, well, they're from Hawaii. Hawaii. They yeah. know about her. I love her too. She took down Kamala, dude, oh, on the yeah. on the on this stage, dude, on the yeah. debate stage. She called her out. On what did all, she say? I forget. Because she, she just called her out on, on her hypocrisy on the um, attorney generals when she was attorney general of California. Her record there is Abysmal. atrocious, yeah. atrocious. Yeah. From, from like a liberal left, like yeah. progressive standpoint, it's like terrible. Yeah, it's everything the party's against these days. And she was like, um, so, and Tulsi was just like, "Are you kidding me?" And it was just like. You know, oh, oh no, and of course, like then the Kamala went after her, but it's like who cares? She's like she's not even in it. Yeah, like, she got you. She got she got you, and uh, it was great because Kamala had taken down Joe Biden before, and so I appreciated that. Shout out to Tulsi. But what I'm saying is this: Can Elizabeth Warren? Let's say she's the front. She's the front runner. The the, the, the she needs to get all the votes, all the votes that Bernie has, all the votes that. Biden has. She needs all those votes. Right? The coalition, right? And you can see you can think of people I always think of candidates as representing their factions of the coalition of the pie. And like it's kinda like Game of Thrones where it's like you need to like you need to like bring those coalitions under your banner and convince them. And we'll see. I mean, the thing is, they're running against Trump, so Trump doesn't know. Everybody should be able to beat Trump, Trump right? That's like, like the other as the other side. And that's the other side of it. So it's you know, if Trump is even you know, in office, <laughs> which is a whole different thing. Let's just say he's in office. Money, I've, I've got money down that he's not. Let's say he's still in office. Say, say, let's say you're running against $75. Trump. Let's say you're running against a Trump that was impeached but not uh, removed via the Senate, right? That's that, that's, that, that was the story. Um, and now it's Senate's Trump. Folding. You know, the Trump's running against uh, Warren, and that's that's in the past now, that, that impeachment and not removed thing, all the, Trump, all the Russia, Ukraine stuff is all there. And it's in the campaign. The question is, can can Elizabeth Warren, in her kind of which you admitted, kind of that that bookish policy wonk, institutional, giving giving off that institutional vibe, you know, get the party out, motivate the votes. Can she convince the Bernie the people, the Biden people, that she's? She's definitely gonna get the Bernie people because they're like they were on a very amicable. Because there's so many like best friends. They're always like I don't know. Each There's other. so many people in the Bernie ca- on the she bought everyone on the Bernie's campaign dinner. I know, but that's that's the party. Things. That's not the voters. The voters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The voters. Um, you know, like when the last last twenty sixteen, there was all this huge thing where people would go. You talk to Bernie people, and it was like, yeah, I'm either Bernie or Trump. Yeah. There was like that, which, granted. The third was Hillary, so again, it, that explains a lot. Yeah, but I, I do think, think there's a, something there where, like, these people were just, that's that angry, like, blue-collar, angry blue-collar vote, that angry, like, forgotten vote that you've talked about, and I think we... we, we so and, I, w- I would just say... And if, I'm, I wonder if, if Elizabeth Warren has the, whatever, to, pu- to pull that vote in. If, when, you're, if you're, like, I mean, I guess that the, the question would be, like, to, to answer that would be, in what way, it, what is Bernie offering that Elizabeth Warren is not to those voters? And I think, I think they're, they outrageous. Authen- you know, like the, the authenticity of Bernie is so, so unique. That, that hinges on a subjective interpretation of like whether vote, that voting block 
deals that Elizabeth Warren matches Bernie's level of authenticity, or there's nobody can. Nobody it. can. I mean, she definitely approximates it very well. Yeah. Totally, and she rhetoric-wise. It's like, is she closer to Bernie or in that space, or is she closer to Hillary? Because she's offering you all the same shit. So if you're just voting based on that, yeah. and in nothing else, and that's the difference between it. And the other thing is. A Trump vote in 2020 is very different than a Trump vote in 2016. Yeah, true. We, have, we get to look at like yes. four years of absolute <laughs> chaos. chaos. Yeah. There is not one person, I mean, that, that, there's not one person in that block of Bernie versus Trump that is looking at these four years and thinking like, oh, it's yeah, this is, this is pretty good. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Either Elizabeth Warren or this, I don't know, it's kind of a toss up. Yeah, know, exactly, like, yeah. I, I think like there's an adult, there's a clear adult in the room and Really, I think that's one of the most important things. Yeah. I think you need to walk that line of like, can you be a grown up around Trump? Can you be grown up enough to like take this country and back to differentiate to, yourself from Trump on that and that? Level. Yeah, can, well, that's one space. But then you also, I do think you have to cater to the the public and be more of a populist right now. So even in spite of like, it's not just yeah, you know, just, people are looking for a Mitt Romney, right? Like they want. I mean, maybe there are people who want a Mitt Romney, but like. People the want like the left, you know, the co left of center coalition doesn't seem, yeah. They want like, but yeah. there's definitely a vote. Like, I mean, listen, for all intensive purposes, intensive purposes, intensive purposes, uh, Warren, Warren and Biden are tied, right? You know, within margin of error of those polls. I don't know, man. I mean, it's very close. But yeah, I mean, it's regardless close. Of point yeah. thing, it's been yeah, very yeah, close, and it is close. close. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, it's a wash. It's tied. That's a huge chunk of the party that is valuing putting Biden over Warren. I think that, that and that tells you something about about her ability to appeal. You know the the the, the desire for a center. A I center. see. I disagree. I think what that is is that Biden is the name that people know. Yeah. And I think that he has been because he was a front runner. He benefited from all the sort of free coverage on your your Beltway journalism, like yeah. NYT, Washington Post, MSNBC, CNN. And like also just name recognition. Name huge. recognition. And, and then they are just pimping him. They have been since the very beginning. Like, is he going to run or not? Who knows? They did that for six fucking months. Yeah. And when he finally came out and was like, vice president and front runner, leading in the polls, Joe Biden, is yeah. shown to be Trump. And they just messaged that the, at, just for free to get viewers or whatever the fuck, and, you know, they did that for fucking six months, and every time, if, honestly, I'm gonna pull it up, you have to see Biden's poll numbers through time, because literally, the, the chart is hysterical. It's every time that man goes on front of a, in, a, in front of a camera, and opens his mouth to say something, goes down, his poll goes. numbers drop. Yeah. And then you can watch them slowly rise back up as yeah. MSNBC is just fucking resuscitating <laughs> him yeah. on the floor, just pumping their hands into his like, chest. Like, not, he deserves, he deserves his poll numbers to drop because when he, when he does open his mouth, he sounds fucking incoherent. But <laughs> it's totally like, you know, I'm gonna try to he's find totally it. senile. Um, borderline senile, like straight up. Cannot believe it's even considered. But I do, you know, it's like, yeah, all, it, 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 it's, it's not necessarily that those voters are going to vote for Trump, because I don't think they would, would. It's just that all they need to do is not vote. A few of those voters don't need to vote for Warren in, in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, right? Like, I in a few of those yeah. states, right? Like, that's how this thing works. And so it's like, it's about turnout of, you know, and if, if, if that center, no matter what, of the Democratic coalition, there's some that's far left, there's some, like, there's all these niches. There's like kind of the left progressivism that I think kind of Warren in, is in lead in charge of, has a firm grasp on. And then there's like this center, classic, institutional, moderate, democratic piece of the puzzle. Um, and the question is, can she turn those votes out? Can she get those people to the polls in big enough numbers to move to to make sure she wins? You know, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, like the swing states, Florida's out of this, uh, you know, where it's going to be tight, and that's where the election's going to come down to. And yeah, uh, I just and, think like last last cycle, man, it was just like eight years of Obama, things were fine. You know, people by and large were not like you know we were coming yeah. out of the recession. It is, and it's true. It's okay. And there was a choice between some corrupt person who no one no one wanted to vote for, who felt inauthentic and was just more of the same, and presumed, and then, presumed to be the president, and presumed to be the president. And then there was this like other clown uh, yeah. who was running and you know and, and who was energized different. some people and it was very different. And I think you know the clown grabbed. People, a lot of people. And he won by like something like what, fifty thousand? It was some outrageous number of votes yeah. that, that that flipped 
uh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's like under like, 100,000 votes across all of like three states. Yeah. It's like 30,000 in each state. And the difference between like the apathy, you know, that at level of apathy that I think was present in that election because people were like, eh, you know, my life's fine. I don't really care. I'm not, you know, there yeah. wasn't any sort of energy versus the atmosphere we're in now. They're with like, like, we the, need to get this guy out of here. This president is like, you know, his, how many people around him have gone to jail? Yeah. Manafort's in bars. Michael Cohen's in bars. These two people are literally being <laughs> held in a jail right now. Literally four people involved with this dude. That's not even like, counting like rise. Michael Flynn. You know, yeah, others. Michael Flynn. Yeah, he's got like, like, I can't remember. Is there ever been a time in history where people around the president of the United States just kept going to jail, and he just lost his acting nationals uh, or homeland security? Yeah, he resigned. Director. Yeah, he resigned. It's like so now we we got an acting acting like Homeland Security, Secretary <laughs> Secretary of Homeland Security or whatever. And like, like well, this, well, is, well, this well, is a shit show and people are looking at this and like, we can't we can't have this, we can't have any more of this for what a million different reasons. Some people are mad about the tone, some people about the trade. So, I mean, given that, given that premise, uh, given that, you know, like, you're, you're, you're I mean, you're, it's, a, it's convincing, but given that, we would expect to see a, a massive blue wave massive blue wave you know like like you know but it was I don't know well I mean I, I think that there's like I like the way you're you know it's like you've got confidence you've got confidence in the pitch you've got confidence in the and um, I think the Democrats are only running for president though like we were saying before so like I think Elizabeth Warren wins but as, as to whether there's a blue wave in the Senate or the House I mean, the House is going to stay, I think, but, like, the Senate, I don't know if they're going to flip those seats. Yeah. You know, like, and they might not. I think that there's, the Democratic establishment is just as corrupt in different, you know, as the Republican establishment, and I think until those people are fucking out of there, and they're, I, we have, like, I think there's just going to be wave after wave of populists on both sides, and I think the parties are going to restructure and reorganize, like you are saying. You know, I, I was saying the Republican Party's not going to exist, but... Who knows what it might still be called the Republican Party, but yeah. it's going to be something completely different. As is the Democrat. Yeah, as we just, I think wave after wave of populists are coming in from both sides. Right now, the left has more of that because there's a cult on the right for for the time being. But that cult is about to come to an end, and that 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 end is like maybe a year away. And from there, once that shatters, what rises out of that is going to be really interesting. That's totally. what. So I mean, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it, the the huge thing is. How his impeachment thing goes? If it's it's if, happening. If, if if he if he gets you know impeached and not removed versus impeached and well let's just say if he gets impeached, does that if he because he might not get impeached? No, you know, I know it's, I know chance. it seems no yeah. chance. You know I know you say there's no chance. I think there's still a chance. You hear Trump's calling McConnell three times a day. I know, but uh, yeah. he's, why are you calling the Senate? Why do you? Mean? I mean, why I mean, not? like, because he's like you know the House is a lock. That's why. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm you're sure not, he's you're talking not to Kevin, I'm sure he's talking to Kevin McCarthy too. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, Kevin, Kevin McCarthy took some of that Ukrainian money, that yeah. sweet, sweet Ukrainian money too. And, and I'm sure I, you better believe that uh, half the Democratic Party took it as well. Um, I know, and that's why Nancy Pelosi's trying to like yeah, limit the scope yeah, of this. Yeah, exactly. She probably got some Ukrainian. Yeah, you don't think she's out of her Yeah, come on, dude. Nancy Pelosi, come on, come on. Schumer is going to ask me Ukrainian. I don't. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if there if Adam Schiff has literally never had a donation. That wasn't from like the DNC slush fund. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have like one person who's like, I want to give some money to Adam. <laughs> yeah, like, like public or private. Yeah, you know, like any industry. He's not even getting lobbied. Yeah, are like, what? What is this? Guy? If I give money to this guy, aren't yeah, there others? Yeah, we can give money to someone else, yeah, right? Someone, like with like, someone. With, this is yeah. not the guy to bribe. This guy <laughs> doesn't get shit done. <laughs> yeah, this is not where we want to throw money. No, but you know, Captain America. Captain uh, America. Was that Slate? That was Slate. That was brutal. fuck yeah. But yeah, I mean, look at the headlines on Slate right now. Let's just see it. Let's just go to that. Well, then, then we can go to uh, and then we'll go to Breitbart. <laughs> just for the whole. <laughs> Would you equate Slate with Breitbart? Yeah, I mean, just for the obviously. No. I mean, sure. I think probably the overall level of writing is the quality of writing. Gen tends to be, like there's some terrible writing on Slate. Breitbart's polls for Trump being at like 99 percent are hilarious. They're just like everything's fine, <laughs> nothing to see here. Yeah. Trump's just tweeting out these Breitbart online polls, what? which are literally just Russian bots, just on, <laughs> on like vote algorithms. <laughs> okay, we don't have to go to Breitbart. We can go to like Town. Yeah, there's like there's oh, other ones. My, there's Town Hall. Yeah, there's a couple other conservative sites out there. Yeah, my internet doesn't look like it's working. Right you there, know, so. the psycho fans. You know, it's like they just like. You, you, already, you don't have to go there to see what the headlines are going to be because you already know what they're going to be. Yeah, like that's what I'm talking about. 
it's not like you see courageous writing come out of slate. At least, you know, that's not always true. Sometimes you do, but Let's actually, see. I've read a couple good pieces on slate before. <laughs> I have. That's, that's unfair to say. <laughs> well, here's a here's a good one. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is turning into a human straw man for for conservatives. <laughs> that's, that's, he is. This is absolutely is. true. That's exactly right. That's exactly what I was trying to get yeah, at. This photo. They literally got him in a scarecrow yeah, pose. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's just like, and he's useless, dude. It's like, okay, that's what I'm saying. He's such a clown. He, he's such a clown. He just needs to get out. He he he. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna drop out of this. His political career in Texas is ruined. He's going to either end up being a lobbyist or, um, yeah, he's going to end up being a so lobbyist. So if turns into a lobbyist, like, well, it's you know, not, what is he going to do? He's not going to have a political career, right? yeah, so he's, he's going to have to make money. Now. He'll, he'll, he'll find, he'll, he, he actually, can't run for a small office. He means he has to run for state office. He'll go for Senate or something in the future. He'll, he'll come back. He's young and he's got, he went to every county in I Texas. Know, like, I know, he, he can win Texas. He can win some part of that state at some point I, in his career. I thought he could too, but, you know, after saying we're going to take your guns, that's the, I just can't see how that, that flies in Texas. What if he just like moves to Seattle and he just like pops up there? I'm in Seattle now. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Changes his name to Robert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm. Dude, when Beta spoke Spanish, honestly, one of the was, most in, one of the most incredible Spanish. moments. That was. Of, I, of my, I don't think I've ever felt my skin like. Like, I, I, I stopped everything I was doing. Everything, every muscle froze. Yeah. I was. I need to take it. I need to take this in. <laughs> this is a historical humiliation moment. He's gonna regret this the rest of his life. That was seeing it in real time. Like, that was the first debate too. So it was like yeah, that's, was, that's how he set the tone. That was like that was like he came out. He came out swinging and just swinging a miss, and he <laughs> yeah. never recovered since then. And he's not gone yet. He's done. But I do think. Okay, so let's say Trump gets removed. <laughs> which is like, if he gets removed, there's no way the Democrats lose, which is good. But then, I, this is why I said it would be hilarious if, if he uh, if he gets removed and it's like Nikki Haley. Like, Nikki Haley's like really popular. Not popular, but like really like. She's going to do the centrist stuff and she's going to try to she would, she the would run left. She would run right down the middle. Like, yeah. right down the middle. I think that would honestly just be a fun litmus test for the country. Yeah, it I'd would. be interested in that. Like, I got a, a straight down the middle. Like, we just do an election cycle where we abandon the Trump voters. We just leave them out of the yeah, process. Yeah. Yeah, like, sorry, your guys, you, you guys just sit on the sidelines yeah, for yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we're going to vote yeah, on either <laughs> an adult in the middle or we're going to vote. Uh, yeah, you know, an adult on the on the left, the left so and it's like, let's see what this coalition looks like. Like, let's see, like, like, because yeah. you're gonna appeal some of the Biden. Like, I know some of the Biden voters would go to her. One hundred percent. Yeah, like, she's gonna win some of that vote, and there's a huge chunk of the Republican vote Biden. that will just go come to you know, you know, there's the there's the there's the hardcore right, you know, right people that are not gonna go to Nikki Haley, but I think at no, the end of the day, would. at yeah. the end of the day, the, the, about the right for someone. At the end of the day, they're right. You know, you can count on their vote because they care about abortion. And they yeah. care about you know God, yeah. and like they will show up because it's, yeah, they it's like they will coalesce behind their person, yeah. which makes that's why you know that's why the Republican Party wins is because like they when it gets so all done and said it's like isn't that like sad for you as like more of a conservative thinker to like look at the Republican okay, Party? Okay, don't call me conservative. Like, you can call me reactionary. Reactionary. Are, yeah. All right. Would you <laughs> would you say it's like isn't it sad to look at the Republican Party and be like you guys used to have like. I, like principles and ideas based on like individual oh, yeah. liberty oh, and yeah, like totally. economic specific there's, I mean, there's e really economic prescriptions and now it's like there's a lot of intellectual like, religion yeah there's a lot of intellectual like vibrancy in the conservative tradition it's still there and it's still it's there still there it's just and like not being heard it's just and I you know it is it's sad but it's also like this is good you know the, the Trump thing is obviously terrible but it's also like this is the this is like cathartic, you know, and like getting like un exposing a lot of like tensions that existed in the coalition. Yeah, yeah. The coalition, the Reagan coalition, is what basically has been running this country, the GOP, and the yeah. GOP has been dominating. Uh, and that coalition was like kind of like the, the evangelicals and libertarians and you know kind of this coalition, and it's and it worked really well, and it it just did it no longer worked. It yeah. no longer sufficed. The balance of power. The distribution yeah. of power, the, the emphasis on different things, no longer worked, and Trump blew it out of the water, and uh, it will I never. Mean, I think they lost the tune a little a little while ago. Yeah. Saying George Bush lost it. Well, like he the younger Bush. He, yeah, he was the you know, he I, was the yeah. He's not really like. There's a clear difference both in the size and scope of government. Like he didn't run a. I mean, maybe he said like humble foreign policy when he was running, and he yeah. said like. Well, I don't think humble foreign policy was small, ever part of the government. It was the he expanded. Companies. 
the expanded government but that's power like, and, yeah, and like deficits so, became like something we just didn't care about. <laughs> we just took all these war started these wars on loans. Totally. So, and, but the yeah. coalition. He like, won. He won re-election. He did, but he kind of like that was when the Republican Party started being like, okay, so I guess we don't need to say that shit anymore because we didn't actually do any of that shit. And then, it, well, you know, and you had Paul Ryan, and Paul Ryan like Romney, was sort of a Tea Party uh, thing. Yeah, but like, yeah, the Rom, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like the economics sort of shifted to that libertarian little like yeah. Ron Paul coalition and that or not coalition, but whatever, just literally just Ron Paul. Yeah. There was that's where the econo economically minded people went. Yeah. And then what was left in the middle was like, you know, humble, you know, sort of religious dudes who uh, you know, wanted to like fight wars. Yeah. Essentially. And lower your taxes. <laughs> and like the lowering your taxes stuck. That yeah. message stuck around and yeah. Trump's still yeah. trying it but to like no effect because he actually you know, at least the Bush tax cuts like people saw, like my parents, I remember they saw a difference like when that happened. And I remember them talking about it and being like, this is cool. Yeah. Like we got some extra money. That literally didn't happen with these Trump tax cuts. It went exclusively to like companies and people who were making like over, you know, whatever, 500K a year. And so like people did get like well, you that's know, not something. True, but yeah, I would push back on that characterization of it. But that's fine. We it, it doesn't pull nearly as well as the Bush tax cuts. Yeah, that's why Obama even, I think, passed the Bush tax cuts. Right, because it was like they were so they were popular with people. This is not the same thing. He's gonna point to it, and he does occasionally, but it doesn't stick the same way. Yeah, well, it's also because he's Cause terrible messaging, and yeah, he whatever. He it, and it was it was mostly a handout to like his wealthy friends. This was the first year I saw where billionaires. That, yeah. yeah, you saw that where billionaires paid lo lower. I gotta look at that. Than, I'm skeptical of that. I also right. looked at the headline and did no follow up yeah, reading. Like I'm like you know it's like you I see bought it. I don't, I don't buy You're it. not buying the hype. I'm totally skeptical of that. It's <laughs> fucking horseshit. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, that's what you do now. It might be to just browse headlines and then decide, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. I basically yeah. say no to every headline I get because most of them are dog shit. Most of them are dog shit and just regurgitated BS from, like, you know, that someone, like, some, like, think take in some political cooperative. Speaking show. of headlines, here's a great one from Slate. What's Neil deGrasse Tyson doing on Ben Shapiro's podcast? <laughs> what a think piece. You Neil deGrasse Tyson, I could not care less. You don't, you don't, you're not outraged that he went on Ben Shapiro's podcast? I think it's actually good for, good, for, good for Ben Shapiro and good for Neil deGrasse Tyson. He talked to someone they obviously disagree with. Both of them. You know, ben Shapiro gets a lot of hate, and maybe he deserves it, but listen, he does a pretty good job. In fact, I think the reason he gets a lot of hate is because he's so effective, so outrageously effective at cultivating audience, at... I actually am entertained when I listen to him. He's a little silly, but he's good. He is. He's, he's smart. He's very smart, and you might not agree with him on his, all of his ideas. And I definitely do not. But I, I, but I think he's. I think he's actually like. And he does a very good job of like. I see him as a performer. I know he's like. He's a radio host. You know, radio Yeah, time. I know. I know exactly. He is. But like, I feel like a lot. Of, he's viewed by a lot of people, uh, especially like I don't know, as like a thinker. He's not. And I don't I, think. I think. I think people do think of him as like a, a deep thinker, and I think he's more like no, a performance artist. But I don't. I mean, I. But he's a good performance artist. It's like I'm like. Oh, and he, okay, and he's very good. smart. He's very good at like. He is smart. There's, yeah, there's, there's people that. doing deep thinking, and he's bringing like he, pull, he plucks like the best. Yeah, still like make conservative of, arguments. Yeah, and like stacks them together. It stacks them together in, in like interesting ways that and, you don't normally hear. And does a good job of like presenting yeah. them to like, you know. Yeah, he's like a conservative Sam Harris. He's like, yeah. he does not a generator of ideas. He's like, but I'll he, just curate from others. And, and then he like, pulls it and he, it's like, and okay. promote it well. And that's why I think you'll despise him so, you know, on the left, you'll despise him so much is because. I mean, number one, because they don't like his ideas, which is fine, fair. Yeah. Um, no, it's far deeper But than it's that. far deeper than that. It's that he's, like, invaded their cultural bubble. So yeah, he's, he's on the internet. He's, he's a like, relevant cultural figure at a time when that's only supposed to come from one left. The and, like, and they've yeah. got, you know, that they've got their, like, YouTube shows, and it's, yeah. like, they're kind of good at it. Yeah. And, like, and he's not, like, this Rush Limbaugh style, again, yeah. like, where I was talking about, where, like, that generation's dying off, and that yeah. type of, like, not, entertainment's dying off. And, like, he's got a big he's, following of, like, young people. Yeah. Young people listen to yeah. him, and it's, like, frustrating that young people listen to him. Yeah, people don't like that. And um, and you know, you know that you have the you have that on the left as, as well. You have Young Turks. I think is probably the best like counterweight yeah, to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but there's a bunch on the left. You can say, yeah, there's a bunch know? on the right because you could is. argue. I mean, and I'm sure you would that like every Vox podcast yeah, and well, every Vox, like, yeah, totally. Vox, right, like Vox is. Yeah, you could argue CNN, right? Podcasts like yeah. you can go down the line. It's like actually most podcasts. I, I would say like Vox is very much like young audience, young you know. It has to be, you know. It's yeah. the, the way it's written is like for like you know teenagers. Um, <laughs> it's juvenile, but do you think they use Tableau? 
<laughs> I think these that's, are. That's like oh, these are. That's like their thing. It's like slick visuals. It's yeah, like, slick oh, visuals. Look at this graph. I'm convinced you. And they're like, we're gonna explain it to you, and we're just gonna leave out the entire other side. None like, of our charts have error bars. Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna steel man our side and straw man the other side. Look at this arrow going up versus yeah. this other arrow yeah. going down. Bad. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I mean, there's some there's some smart people in there. I, I actually listen to the Ezra Klein podcast pretty regularly. Because, I know. Is it is it good? Yeah, he brings he got a good guy. He, he Ezra like listen, Ezra Klein's a real deal. He's fucking yeah, he's sharp. I've heard him on other stuff, and I liked him. It's I like him. He's Ezra. sharp, and he's yeah. and, you know, like there's a reason why he so, has built this media empire. It's because yeah. the man is smart, and intelligent, and that's dope. Um, the Vox thing as a whole, I I completely lol. <laughs> there's like some writers on there that I just completely lol at, but um. He's 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 would the real you, deal. Would you rather only get your news from Breitbart or only get your news from HuffPost? Oh God, dude, that's uh, the, your only source of what's going on. That's your only source of info. I I guess I'd say HuffPost. Right, because you want to be like at I, least part of the culture a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You want to see some memes right, and some tweets yeah, and like, shit. I I you know, the fact is I you know I whether I hate it, but I am more HuffPost. My demographic is more HuffPost than it is Breitbart. So. And I just, I feel like at the very least, tough post is a little bit more, um, like they're not as angry. They're not, they're, they're they're de- angry. There's definitely some angry people on tough post for sure. Actually, yeah. What are you talking? Yeah. But you know what? The anger it's, feels it's less sinister. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like, like sillier. It's sillier, yeah. like juvenile. Yeah, it is like because it, it's funny. Actually, it's like, I, ah, you're so mean to me. Like you know, it's yeah. like it's like where it's, uh, like my like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, when you're running Breitbart, you're like ah, you're, you're like. Wait, do I need to like go? Like, looks like we got to get ready to go to war. It's like, you know, yeah. uh, it's they're a still like bunker supplies and yeah, like, it's like it's like, like religious. The, it's like you know, religious, not 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 specifically like, yeah. but it's just like religious yeah, in terms yeah. of its intensity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, nothing. There's nothing playful about a bright bar. No, bright no, yeah, exactly. There's no listicles. Well, I guess there are, but they're just like yellow and black font. <laughs> Everything's like warning. Ugh. Yeah, it's true. Just like an angry vibe. But HuffPost is pretty bad, of course. I know. I think um, I really my way I do my news is I do Reuters for my headlines. I do Reddit, Reddit politics for my headlines. Which is yeah, I, I do scroll Reddit, so I see most of the you know the top yeah. stuff on Reddit, it's, and it's, I, yeah, it's, it's useless. <laughs> it's honestly, I mean, I, but I, you know, like when you said, oh, I saw that thing about like uh, more. I, I like it because I know what the people are consuming. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I know what the headlines like the left. I actually do like and headlines. Right to some degree. Like, I actually like that we've we've sort of news has become so wor- like articles are are become so worthless and journalism has yeah. been so deprioritized by our society yeah. that we've distilled our like consumption of news by by just headlines. Yeah. And so just it's like sites are just pumping out like thirty five headlines <laughs> a day. Yeah. And nobody reads anything. No one. Yeah, and everyone's just reading headlines to like figure out what's going on. Yeah. It's like I, oh yeah. I read like one full article a day or like maybe two. Yeah. Real articles. I tr- yeah. And, you know I tr- when I when I get into an article I. Yeah, that's you. I mentioned this to you. I always have like I know I have my writers on the left and right that I yeah think are yeah. Good. I don't really do writers as much as I probably like, should because like if you follow like Matt Taibbi, yeah, like, like Matt Taibbi's good. Like when you when he writes a big piece, like I when I see a piece by Matt Taibbi out there, I'll click it. Yeah, yeah. that's like fucking worth it. He's a good writer. He's, he's a good serious. Writer. You might not agree with it. You might not like his take, but yeah, he's good. He's like a Franzen type. Where it's like, I, didn't, I actually didn't. I haven't explored Franzen articles besides that one that we've read. Well, about. you gotta get his book of essays. Yeah, I, I know he writes a bunch though, and I've yeah. only read his novels, and I love that article so much. I want to see more of his takes on. Yeah, what's I actually never read any of his contemporary stuff. That's the first time. But yeah, so like, and there's you know on the right and on the left, there's. There's good writers. Like, there's writers who, it's like, even if you don't like them, it's like, okay, I know I'm going to get something serious. Like, when Todd DC Coach writes an article and it's yeah. on the Atlantic, you, should, yeah. you click it and you read it. Yeah. You might yeah. not like it, you might just read yeah. it, but you know you got to read it. You know yeah. it's going to be good, it's going to be well written, you know it's going to be relevant. What's you know a name like that on the right? Because I actually don't have any. Um, who you're like, this is, I, I have to hear this take. I don't, because I'm, I'm like, really honestly, interested there's in There's no take. one on the right that I, I have to hear. Um, but so like, what is it about left the left that puts out people who are like more well, it's like, prolific you know, or more well, like interesting more, in that way? Well, they're more popular. You know, the fact that matters in the media ecosystem, the left is more popular. So like that's why I guess you know, on Twitter it gets the way we're talking about. But like, but I'm wondering uh, about you personally because you probably would seek out some other counterbalance voice. I yeah, imagine. I do. Like uh, it's hard, probably harder to find those people. Though. Well, I I have my site, so like you know you know I go to Real Queer Politics, right? Yeah. Where like 
you get the left take and then you get the right take. Yeah. You get the left take and you get the right take. Um, on any issue, they, they, they do a pretty good job of like laying out options for you. And I have my site, so like if I want to read like, if I try to go find the best writing on what the best like conservative like steel man argument against impeachment is, right? Or yeah. steel man as to why this doesn't matter, yeah. why this is important. You, I go to Commentary Magazine, I go to uh, National Review, yeah. I go to Real Quick Politics and see what's being written there. There's a couple like new blogs that are out there. American Greatness is one that are like American, the American American Greatness. Yeah, American Conservative okay. is one. Brought um, to you by Budweiser, and you know they've got some they've got some good writers. There's you know there's and they, some of them are like never Trumper guys. Some of them are like total Trumper guys. Yeah, all uh, the like never Trumper conservative thinkers. I find like I get like David Frum is one, right? I uh, find him a little David like. From, I mean, I wouldn't call him. I would you know. He says, I'm a conservative, I'm like, dude, no, he's not. okay. He's yeah, like, like, I've always, he's always, he's always been a rhino. He's always been a rhino. Okay. He's um, just like a Beltway guy. Yeah, Beltway guy. Yeah. So, you know, he's still worth reading, you know? We I, should have a Beltway party. Yeah. That's what, they're just the best funded. <laughs> yeah. And they're all shiny polished, suits of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really good vocabulary. Um, no, like, there's a, yeah, the, the Never Trumper guys are pretty sad sack kind of folks these days. Um. Yeah. David, you know, David French writes really well. There's a guy, oh, the guy, the best guy that I would say is like this is, um, what's his name? He's the guy that was going to get hired by, uh, he was going to get hired by um, the Atlantic. And Milo they, Yiannopoulos. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't give me a little bit more credit than that. His name is, I have his book open on my phone right now. Um, Kevin Williamson. Yeah, dude, he's the real deal. Camus Williamson. Kevin. Kevin Williamson. He's, you know, he's he's a conservative, yeah. but he's unapologetic conservative. Yeah. This is what I believe, and this is why. Yeah. And I'll fight you. Yeah, you know, I'll fight you. You know, like not. He'll shoot you at his door. No, he won't shoot you at his door. But he'll like he'll write it. He'll yeah. like tear. He'll, yeah. he'll he'll write a piece and tear you to shreds. Yeah. And and give you everything he's got. And he's a very gifted writer. What's his name again? Kevin Williamson. All right. And he's not like a Trumps. You know, he'll he'll. I would love to, a, a, a principled conservative voice to read takes from. Yeah, and that's what I would there's love a, to have. There's a couple on, I don't, I, it's just hard to find. Noah, Noah, um, these two writers, one of them's something Goldberg and then Noah Rothman. Jeffrey Goldberg, is he the guy from The Atlantic or is he, he's the writer of Commentary Magazine, I gotta look him up. I'll give you his name. But there's a couple, like, you know, three or four, you know, they tend to not be, like, Trump fans. Yeah, because well, if you have principles, yeah. you can't be. It's so you can you can agree with certain policies. You can agree with certain acts because these are in line. Yeah, with of course. But and like, they're probably more generous in that space. But the, it's still, and like, then there, there is the Trump psychophants who who have the intellectual argument for Trump. But um, it's just like it just it seems like when I read one of those articles that's well written and well articulated version of a Trump decision. Yeah. Really, what I feel like I'm watching is like. Wow, you're you're an incredible. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Retort like you're PR, like, you're incredible at rhetoric. Like yeah. your your skills of argument are so finely tuned, so well honed that you can find reason, pluck it out of the air, ascribe it to Trump's actions and decision making process, and build this like cohesive framework that Trump is operating from within. Which and, is and, blatantly and, yeah, but it's like to. I see. I've read these pieces where like, I'm like, "Wow, this guy's pretty. He's like talented. Like, like in, that takes in talent. Yeah, it's like in some world, I could see this. Like, wow, yeah, Trump is playing 3D chess. This all makes sense. And then you literally listen to him speak. Yeah, and you're like, and yeah. you're like, oh yeah, no, that's that's your that's incredible. Of that's course. like that's like we were talking about like ascribing more depth to an album. Than yeah, really yeah, exists. exactly. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. Like all of this Drake album is absolutely. I love that Trump is just doing chopper talk now. Yeah. That's the only. He's only. <laughs> Uh, exclusively giving press conferences in front of a, a like a spinning helicopter blade. Yeah. That's what our president. That's how our president's delivering news to the nation right now. It's exclusively over the drone of a helicopter. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, we'll see. What's so? I mean, we'll see next this time next week when we do this next week. We'll have to see is has any progress at all been made on impeachment? Right. For sure, there will be. Well, now there's new headlines, there's new drama, this, that, and the other thing. But has there any been any procedural progress? I feel like I've, I can already I say. I feel like I can already see it happening in laid laid out. What, and I, what two, are you two. Where, where have the polls changed? I think we'll check in on where the polls are this time next week. 
you know, has I, I think we'd expect both Biden and and Bernie to have fallen behind Warren more substantially. I think that's what we think the movement's one hundred percent. So yes. we'll see. We'll see if that has occurred. What else we'll see? We'll see what the status of the Kurds is. Have have has Turkey? Uh, um, to what degree has Turkey pillaged the Kurds in northern Syria? And to what degree has Trump lived up to his promise to promise to quote? Destroy the Turkish economy if they do. Did you see Turkey bombed our special forces? Yeah, or, or barely, or missed, or something. I think they bombed them, but our guys are good. Yeah. They just like hit underground or something. Yeah. Just like took the shell and totally like oh my god. Casual. So I think that'll be the curious thing there, and then we'll Shitty see to work. what degree. We didn't even get into foreign policy really, but we'll see to what degree. Because uh, you know, Saudi Arabia launched some missiles at an Iranian tanker, so we'll see what happens there. What the latest <laughs> developments are there. I think those are the four most pressing things. We'll see if we stick to any of that. Oh, yeah, and then five is uh, Hong Kong. I saw a photo that Ted Cruz is in Hong Kong right now. Ted Cruz is? Yeah, dude, freedom, baby. Oh, my <laughs> God. Good for him, though. Honestly. Honestly, that's, like, a good move. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of fucking dope. Yeah. Even, yeah. like, I can't believe Ted Cruz is out here pulling, like, cool political moves dude, right now. Dude, he's got a beard, too. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, he's just doing it's, some walking Phoenix shit right, right, right now. It's on Reddit. I'll look it up. Look Fuck it up. yeah, Ted, Ted Cruz. Cruz. Who, what happened to him? Dude, I mean, he's, he's, you know, dude, he's always been about freedom. I mean, you might, you might not like okay, it, but he's always, I, been... he's always been about talking about freedom. <laughs> Ted Cruz has never, I've never seen Ted Cruz on the front lines of shit. He is, he is the absolute lead from behind. Check, it, check this photo. Check this photo. Now, I, I can't validate that that's in Hong Kong, but that's what the headline is, that, is, that that's from Hong Kong. Senator Ted Cruz, thanks, thanks for helping us. There's a <laughs> horrific translation typo in the side. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> but hey, yeah, man. so I think that checks out. He's definitely in Hong Kong. And he's got a beard. Yeah. And he's fucking you, don't, you don't do a planted photo and then put a fake typo in there. But if we, well, I would love to get into an argument about foreign policy and the uh, tension between uh, defense of liberal values and freedom and free speech. And the NBA. And no, no. Well, that that's a, a subset of it. But and uh, non-interventionism and non, you know, kind of humble, a humble foreign policy, and uh, minding your own business. Um, there's a tension between those things, naturally, and Hong Kong is a great example of it. Also, Taiwan. Also, I mean, what's happening in Taiwan right well, now? Well, you know, the same thing that's always happening in Taiwan is that, you know, they face existential destruction. Like, Isn't that, like, the norm? That's yeah. just, like, a baseline, though. Well, it's always there. I mean, I just mean is there any, like, recent... Oh, no, no, there's nothing recent, but I, I would just say, I, I always think of Hong Kong as a, as a great example of that. Like, what do we do? What's your foreign policy? What's your foreign policy theory when it comes to Taiwan? See, I got some hot takes on Hong Kong. I could entertain some hot takes on Hong Kong. So, we can't do that this week. We'll do it next week. Turn that shit.